0: Welcome back to Comic Book Physics, hosted by Blaine Dowler, released through Bureau 42. We are continuing our plan of tying in each month's Comic Book Physics to the same week's unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels Countdown podcast. Again, to lighten the load so I can make sure that I get all these podcasts out on time and on schedule. This week's unofficial 75 Greatest Marvels story is the introduction of The Vision in Avengers Volume 1, Number 57. So inspired by that, this month we are looking at artificial intelligence, what it is, what the possibilities are, and is it possible to create an artificial intelligence who is like the vision? Now, unlike a lot of robots, the vision is emotional, and he is able to overcome his programming and defy his programming in some cases. So before we can talk about what an artificial intelligence is possible, we should probably talk about what it is in the first place and figure out what sort of definition we use. The definition that makes the most sense to me is that artificial intelligence is what we get when machines reproduce the intelligent behavior that arises naturally in biological systems. That seems simple enough, but we've got to sort of keep chasing that and make sure we define all the terms. So the next up is defining biological intelligent behavior. Now, I tried looking up center definitions of intelligence on Wikipedia. There doesn't seem to be any common definition. In fact, the Wikipedia entry just says that someone tried to research the definition of intelligence and came up with 71 different definitions, all based on a number of different factors including logic, abstract reasoning, problem solving, and so forth. The one thing that they all seem to have in common is that intelligent beings or devices are able to, in one degree or another, observe the world around them and use those observations to act in ways that are contrary to instinct. Particularly when the observations and the behaviors have longer periods of time in between them, indicating that memory and recollection of seemingly unimportant information are involved in the process. So, if we're saying intelligence is the ability to defy instincts, well, we need to define what instincts are and whether or not an artificial intelligence would even have them. Well, instincts are, in effect, pre programmed behavior. So, these are choices that we are inclined to make based purely on. You know, genetics or the blueprint that we are built from. So in biological systems, those are the instincts to run from predators, to avoid danger, to close our eyes when we're exposed to bright light, to avoid temperature extremes, to crave foods that provide nutrients that we either need now or were not commonly found in nature before we started processing it and weren't readily available, such as salty foods. Those are our instincts. So wanting to eat a plate of cinnamon sugar donuts is an instinct. Resisting that urge is an intelligent decision. So the question becomes what part of the body is intelligent? What part of the system does the thinking and feeling for us? What part involves the emotions? Well, for that, all signs seem to point to the brain as the most dominant portion of that circuit. We do get some actions out of other body parts, but those are primarily reflex actions, and they're running predominantly by instinct. So, you know. Hit someone in the right spot on the knee and their leg will kick. Again, that's a reflex. When you put your hand on something hot, you're already pulling your hand away by the time you've cognitively recognized that contact has been made. Again, this is more instinct and reflex. But the brain is the part of the body that seems to do the thinking and feeling when it comes to non instinctive behavior. So it really appears that our sense of self and what we consider our us is little more than the software that our brains run. If a current runs through one part of the brain, we will feel a particular emotion. If a current runs through another part, we smell toast. If we change the chemical content of the brain, we feel particular emotions and electric circuits get redirected to other areas. It's a very complex set of circuits and it's capable of redefining itself and rebuilding itself as it learns, but we're not aware of the circuit itself. We don't feel the current as neurons fire and carbohydrates are burned. We are rarely aware of our eyes and ears when we feel sensory input in most circumstances, and exceptions are generally as a result of input overload. We don't feel extra current in the prefrontal cortex when we're happy, we just feel the emotion. It is as though the entire human experience is a video game, and we are the characters that our brains are playing based on sensory input. So the same is as true of emotions as it is of conscious thought. Every feeling has a measurable change in the behavior in terms of chemicals flowing in our bloodstream brain ranges with more or less electrical activity and so forth. Every thought and feeling has a corresponding physical chemical response. We don't yet understand all of these responses, but we can observe them. We can tell you that a particular stimulus will cause any human being to release dopamine and send more current flowing through the prefrontal cortex, even if we don't know why it works that way. The question then becomes, is it possible for computers to behave in ways that are indistinguishable from humans where thinking and feeling are involved? Can we say with certainty that our experience is unique and will never reproduce it? We've already built computers that can regulate which portions of a circuit process which data. We can simulate a variance in blood flow with a variable resistor, so that part isn't an issue. We can create instincts by pre-programming them. Can we, however, make a computer that redesigns its own circuits? Not just software that accumulates new information and looks for strange correlations, such as the Jeopardy playing robot Watson. To truly simulate the biological experience, the computer would need to be able to change its hardware as well as its software. This would allow computers to do what the vision did fighting his instincts to attack the Avengers and instead turn on his creator, Ultron. Many people have heard of the Large Hadron Collider. It's the world's largest particle accelerator, currently operating out of CERN, a research facility that straddles the border between France and Switzerland. The LHC is a ring with a 27 kilometer or 17 mile circumference buried underground. To operate that many electric circuits, In an enclosed environment, efficiency was critical. The initial planning stages led to a debate about what kind of architecture to use in the circuit design. With half a dozen serious contenders and no clear end to the debate, a new approach was selected. All general architectures were programmed into a computer, which was then allowed to use different parameters for each of the possible options and simulate which would be the most effective. It was allowed to mix and match just in case one option was more efficient than another for one component, but the opposite was true for another component of the ring. Now the result was that the designing computer chose an architecture that was a hybrid of three different options at every point in the apparatus. It wasn't plan A for collimating portions, plan B leading into detectors, and plan C for accelerating portions, and so forth. It was use this combination of plans A, B, and C for the collimating portions, this different combination of A, B, and C leading into detectors, this other combination of A, B, and C for accelerating portions, etc, etc, etc. So the computer came up with a design that was even more complicated, but much more efficient than anyone had thought was going to come out of it. These plans were then programmed into a machining computer, which performed the actual construction of the parts. There's actually multiple computers in multiple countries. It's a pretty big undertaking. Now, the assembly of these pieces was done by a combination of humans and machines, with labor divisions determined by cost alone as machines could have theoretically built the entire thing, but sometimes it's just cheaper to have a person do it. On top of that, the entire system was designed to be modular, so that any one component could be removed and repaired without impacting the operation of the rest of the machine, although that doesn't happen in practice because it's also a superconducting ring and it's submerged in superfluid helium because that was cheaper than cooling a 27km tunnel with waste heat from that much circuitry. Even then, the operations, would be more data processing than actually running the the beams and the electrons and protons through because if you've got a gap in there, they're probably going to get out. But in any event, we've built a machine that was able to design other machines. And that's just one example. On top of that, we built other machines that can take the blueprints from one machine and make them a physical reality. And we've built machines where these components are modular so you can pull one out and the circuits stay intact so you can put another piece in, even after upgrading that one piece. So at least in theory, there's no reason that we couldn't build a single machine that is able to design and build a second machine, such as designing and building the LHC. And, you know, that second machine would have all the constructed intelligence, meaning the criteria that we already know we can meet in terms of variable resistors and redirecting currents and so forth. But we add to that the design and manufacturing components that we saw in the LHC. So the second machine wouldn't just be able to do all the artificial intelligence or constructed intelligence processing that we've already got. It'd be cognitive and cognizant of its own blueprint, and be able to redesign that blueprint, machine it through its own parts, and then swap those parts out to perform upgrades. So, in theory, would this machine not meet all the standards of intelligence that we discussed above? It could reprogram itself to overcome its extinctive pre-program behavior, So those initial instincts in terms of the software it's first constructed with could be overrun, it could upgrade itself and learn by creating new circuit pathways, the new storage areas, it could update its own software, it could operate with circuitry that would cause its software to react to outside stimulus by changing resistance, current loads, electrical distributions in its circuits, just as humans and animals do when they experience outside stimuli or thoughts or emotions. Would this not be an intelligent thinking machine? Now, I'm not saying that we are ready to build a machine like this today or tomorrow or any time in the near future, but as far as I can tell, there's no theoretical reason why this machine could not exist. And since it would be able to perform all the operations that our brains and nervous systems are able to perform, I see no reason why we couldn't consider this quote-unquote artificial intelligence to be just as real and just as valid as biological intelligence. So this month, the science behind the vision and his artificial intelligence definitely gets a pass. Now, feel free to rate this show or any of Bureau 42's other shows or any other shows that you listen to on iTunes and on Stitcher, and feel free to share links with others who feel may enjoy them. Feedback can always be sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. And now, if you'll excuse me, I've been craving cinnamon sugar donuts for the last few minutes now. Where did I leave my donut maker? Anyway, thank you for listening.